Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Hello from Clearwater. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, hello from Clearwater. Um, I made an observation just a minute ago mm-hmm. um, that I don't feel like my day can really, really get started until I've made my bed. Oh, or yeah. I've made the bed. Yeah. Hmm. It's like every time I go by and it's like not made, I feel like, oh, can I get back in? So you ran in there just now and made the bed? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> That's what I was just oh. doing. And so it's like once my bed is made, once the bed is made, then I can walk into the bedroom and it's like, no, I'm not going back to bed. Yeah. It is time to be up for the day and do the thing. And then everything just like starts off really nice. But I just, it's an observation I just made of, uh, you know, like a personal observation that my day really feels like it can get started once I've made my bed. I, I don't know. We've That's- been married for a good while and I'm still learning things about you. That's amazing. <laughs> There's, Welcome, there's the Michelle fun fact yeah. for the day. So I might remind everybody who's joining, we haven't explained this in a while, on StreamYard, our streaming platform, we can only see your name if you, you know, allow Facebook, if you're in Facebook, I'm not sure about the other platforms, but you have to allow uh, StreamYard to share your name. So when you say good morning, we can't always see yeah. who's saying good morning. So uh so if you just let us know, and also if you're listening in this morning, please let us know what state you're listening from. That's always fun for us to oh, get a absolutely. feel for. And we're still waiting for Hawaii to tune in. I, I'm still, well, and I've been we've watching got a really waiting. good discount for Discovery yeah, Visit. Yeah, so <laughs> if you know somebody in Hawaii that's uh, in the buy-here-payer business, yeah. get us connected. Like, yeah, I, I think that we'd probably pretty much so do travel costs. I am prepared <laughs> to be very flexible. So yeah, we're yeah, Jim's like, just don't make any no, yes, no but. commitment. <laughs> yeah. Put it out there in the worldwide interweb. Good morning, Tyler. Yeah. Hey Tyler Simmons. <laughs> Thought about you this week. Um, so Tyler, we had a little conversation inside one of our Facebook groups and um we talked about this uh subject of the nine E's. Uh so this is an old that's an old document that I created years ago yeah. around collections training and kind of introductory education. And so we're kind of going to step into that today, Tyler. Mm-hmm. So uh, I appreciate your, your, he mentioned the word empathy oh, in, yeah. in the context of collections. And I said, Tyler, I never hear anybody else use that word in the context of buy here, pay here I collections. And, and so, you know, let's yeah. keep in mind when we're listening <laughs> to Tyler Simmons, we're talking about somebody who's in the family, who is the national quality dealer of the year and he's using the word empathy in the context of collections and so that should give folks some insight about how things work and how you stay in business for the long term so that's part of what we want to talk about today is our white hat wednesday Mm -hmm. theme is going to be collections and how to do that in a white hat way yeah and you know what's interesting michelle we've talked to a number of people in recent weeks who are you know, we're always being approached by people who, you know, have a solution for dealers or this and that. And so we've talked to a couple of people who have collections solutions, and we're hopeful that we're going to be finding some folks who are willing to cooperate with us on this, developing this white hat track of collections, if you will, Mm -hmm. because we, we know there are folks out there who collect, but do they collect using the principles 
and the practices that we recommend because we're we're playing the long game over here so we know we want money in the bank of course and we want the customer to make those payments but we're really playing a long game and so that's a different approach so that's kind of the lead in i think for what we're going to be talking about can we can we do announcements before we actually oh, start right. the <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> <like> morning bill <laughs> um uh so you know we, we there's a smattering of things that are happening soon with uh with different conferences. We got FAADA um, in Orlando. That's going to be the second through the fourth of October. And Arizona Finance Conference is going to be October 20, 29th. Eight. Yeah. We actually, I think we speak yeah. on Sunday the 30th. I actually need to change my calendar because I like block off the dates that include our, our travel. So it's like the weekend of the 28th. And then the Buy Her Pair Super Forum is coming up on in November, um, on, around the 9th. Uh, so there's a couple of things. Or there's one other thing that we just kind of wanted to give you a little bit more of a teaser. Remember how we've been telling you, please mark off a date on your calendar, which would be October 19th. It's a Wednesday. And um, so we've already also, we also said, hey, we're going to be in Pennsylvania. Um, on this date. Well, we're going to give you a little bit more. We don't have an agenda per mm -hmm. se yet. We have a tentative one. We have a tentative agenda, but we're going to be doing a, um, like a two thirds day event in Pennsylvania mm -hmm. at, um, at Tommy Brandis's dealership. Quakertown, Quakertown, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. And there will be multiple sessions and all of them will be live yeah. with video. So that's something you've not seen in Buy Here Payer. And Tommy was kind enough to invite us up, and we're going to actually set up at his dealership on mm -hmm. a White Hat Wednesday, and we're going to broadcast. We'll do multiple sessions. We'll have uh, dealers part of the topics, part of the conversation. Uh, we'll have some dealers present, uh, you know, at the site, and um, and we'll be broadcasting live. It's going to be a lot of fun. It will be. Um, and I'd like to know who's listening from the runway. Someone's about ready to get on a plane. All I see is a Facebook user. So oh yeah, I, I love that you're like, oh, I want, I want to just get as much of this out of this as I possibly can. So, right. um, so thank you for listening runway listener. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, October 19th, um, set it your day aside, uh, you know, try to keep your calendar just a little bit free if you're interested in listening in, um, cause we will be starting with, the the morning show at 9am Eastern. And then we'll be going into about a two thirds of the day of, um, different, um, sessions that will be live, um, individually. And we will likely be broadcasting all of those live on by her payer success, um, and YouTube for sure. We need to just talk to some of the other people and see, Oh, that's Mike Downey. Hey Mike. Oh, Hey Mike Downey. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you. Uh, runway listener, Mike Downey. Right. Um, so yeah, keep that, keep that available. And, uh, so yeah, that's the end of announcements. Very cool. Okay. So now we're going to talk about collections. Now we're going to talk about okay, collections. Cool. Um, so yeah, the, uh, so there's just a lot of foundational stuff that we teach on collections. And I think, you know, we've talked about how sometimes when dealers are new and they're asking questions about this and that, and in this case, we're talking collections. I find myself answering questions with questions. Some of you have heard me say that before. And, and so often in collections, I really start from a really foundational place. Mm -hmm. It's like we have to really decide about philosophy and principles and, you know, how we want to be known in the community and all those mm -hmm. kind of things are really kind of foundational to how I would answer questions about how you want to approach 
lots of things in collections. And, and for today, I want to make sure that we, we kind of explain further something we've touched on in the past, which is how collections is really tied back to all the things before the customer ever takes delivery and is asked to make their first payment. Mm -hmm. There's so much that we do in a buy here, pay here life cycle of a deal that affect the collections process and, and, and lead to success. So why don't we just start there? So this is kind of like pre-collections, but it's yep. collections because it's yep. about setting the foundation and it's that if, if you, if you're really mindful of these things, mm -hmm. then you will be helping your collectors in the long run. Yeah. And we talk about that. We often talk about how, you know, we advise that the collections team play a role in the decision to approve. Doesn't mean they'll have, you know, final decision making, but they will play a role yeah. in contributing and to the decision. One of the things we've seen happen with with multiple dealers without playing a role is that maybe the collections manager is part of mm -hmm. the underwriting decision. Right. So that they can take a look at it and go, oh, okay, yeah, this is not a good loan. Or they bring a different set of eyes, ways to, mm -hmm. it's not necessarily to say no on the deal, but to ways to strengthen it. Like they, yeah. they because they yeah. bring a collector set of eyes and they know they're yep. going to have ownership of this contract for three, four years, yeah. whatever. And so that just means they're going to bring that set of eyes to the deal. So that's an example. But I think, you know, I don't want to belabor it because I know we've talked about it before, but basically all the things that starting with when we buy a car, like how, how we buy, how mm -hmm. much effort we put into buying and the condition of the cars that we, we acquire. So let's talk about that for just a second. Sure. So buying, okay. how does buying help? Well, when we, when we really are thorough in our evaluation at the point of buying, then we're obviously, and, and this is obviously hard. I always tell people it's one of the hardest parts of the business is finding decent cars, you know, that have miles and, you know, that will last a, you know, a note, obviously with good maintenance, whatever, but it's like putting the effort into the buying side. And then obviously we have the next step. Once we get it to the lot and we bought it, we have to evaluate the cars thoroughly and make, you know, good, good thorough assessment of the cars and make sure they're really, in fact, have a chance for success. Because again, we know uh, it's, it's widely known that if, if the customer's not, if the car's not running, customer doesn't want to make their payments. And so that's the nature of this business. So that means that we, we, and it affects collections when the car's not running, it's the collectors will tell you if we line them all up, they will say when the car's the problem, the customer doesn't want to make the payment. So, so that's kind of like with that buying help thing, mm -hmm. um, the buying help part of this is that when you're buying, um, try to buy cars that will last three years at least. Yeah. And, and I think most people yeah, know that yeah, it's just that, that they rush through so, it. And so that that's where we start to, you know, when we shortcut and we, we, you know, kind of move cars through because we, we're in a hurry, you know, to get our inventory full or whatever, then, then that's where we shouldn't be surprised if we create a problem on the collection side, if our cars are, you know, not in, in good condition and they're starting to fail, you know, early on, that's an indication that we've set up, we create a problem in collections. So we bought the car and how, what kind of things with the evaluation you said you're going to be doing an assessment of oh, the that, car once it I lands. think the biggest thing is that that means getting some real time in the car. Like, of course, your mechanics are going to raise the hood and they're going to do their diagnostic checks. And that means plugging in, you know, all their equipment and running through their diagnostic. But I'm talking about driving the cars till they get good and warm. And that's the that's often the harder part is making enough road time to get out and actually drive the car until it gets thoroughly warm. And that we get a chance to determine if there's something wrong. 
And some of us will say, well, we can't, we can't make time to do that. Really? You're going to put a customer in a three-year note or a four-year note yeah. and you can't make, you know. I mean, a- is that something that you think, I mean, you don't, maybe, uh, maybe not necessarily a mechanic could like a porter do something like sure. that. Sure. Yeah. But I think we're getting a little deeper in the weeds okay. in terms of, in terms of those kind of things. I think the point that we're really trying to make is that all the things that we do on the sales and collection side and the inventory management side to a degree, right up to obviously underwriting has a huge impact on mm-hmm. collections. And so really what we're saying is let's first recognize, um, and, and you've been there when we've had conversations with clients recently mm-hmm. where we said, one of the first things we want to do is evaluate the process of, you know, leading up to the delivery. How do we, um, set ourselves up for success on the collection side Okay. and stop any bleeding? Like if we're continuing to put problem contracts in the portfolio, then we're going to okay, continue so to have problems we've, with We've covered the car part. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, it's the buying and the warming up and making sure mm-hmm. that it's been, it, 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 so now you have a car mm-hmm. that is, um, that we feel good about putting on the lot. Right. So this is like the next piece right. of what we do to help collect. Yeah. And quickly before we leave that car piece, <clears> I would just say that one of the things I have shared with people, and I saw some conversations on Facebook in the last week or so that kind of supported the same idea, which is, if you, I used to say three months, like I would say, if you have a problem with a customer or a car, you'll know typically within the first three months. So mm-hmm. some other people on Facebook had different time frames, five to six months, whatever. But it's like, the point is, if you, if you send out a problem car, even though you got a good customer, you know, well-qualified customer, you know, you're going to hear uh, about it. Yeah, yeah. If you got to send out a problem car, you're going to know typically within the first three months. And then same thing would be true if you put them in a good car and a customer's a problem, you're going to typically know, you know, fairly soon. So the point is, if we get past that window, then we, you know, we position ourselves to have some success. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that's why I say that, you know, the car's important. The underwriting is obviously vital. And so I think it's just important to first understand if we're, if we're having problems with collections, let's start back there. Let's don't, you know, people tend to jump to what's wrong with my pay plans with my collectors or, you know, whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. well, okay, we can certainly talk about that, but why don't we look first at all the stuff? What's, what, what kind of contracts are we feeding the collection mm-hmm. department? Okay. Um, okay. So, you know, it's on the lot and mm-hmm. now someone comes on the lot and is looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, a specific vehicle. What are the kind of things that a salesperson can do before we get to underwriting to help with help collections? That's be an more important successful? one. So getting back to the thing with Tyler, I shared with him that I was going to share these nine E's. So mm-hmm. the first E is enable. Okay. And this, this is where the salespeople start to play a role is if you, so enable, when we think of enabling the, the, way we hear, hear that in context, you know, most recently is kind of in this context of addiction or somebody that's got destructive this, this, behaviors. This is, this is the other side of the spectrum. This yeah. is the positive. Right. Enabling, so it's like, we're not talking success. about enabling in a negative yeah. way. We're talking about enabling success. So, so if somebody got a better word for that, I'm open to replacing the word, but enable. <laughs> it just, just needs simply, to start with an E. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. We just need to, uh, we're just talking about creating a platform to um, allow the customer a chance to be successful. Mm-hmm. So to your question about salesperson, to me, that's really hinged is on this idea that I, I see as an example, and this is also the salespeople just working what they've been asked to work is one of the things we see quite a lot is dealers aiming for a certain term of a loan. And so they're going to have their system default to a 
48 month term or whatever. And, that and looks if it like. does, yeah, okay. And so when the salesperson starts into the process, the system defaults to 48 and we negotiate with the customer down payment. Obviously, we're trying to get as much as high we price can. of cars. What happens? Well, what that means yeah. is that at shorter term, the payment goes up, right? If we're trying to fit it into a specific term. And here's one of the things that I feel like is fundamental about our business that, you know, we, we just don't have enough people talk about this is that the customer that we finance is in a tough spot. They will accept a high payment. If we tell them we can solve their transportation problem and we slide out a quote or a contract that says, good news, I can solve your transportation problem today with your thousand dollars down. Here's your payment. Here's the car that you like, you know, that's, that's clean and has, you know, reasonable miles, whatever, here's your payment. They're going to accept it, even though they'll have to figure out next month if they can really afford it. And it's that whole thing that we kind of talked about before about, you know, are my, uh, well, it's about justifying your actions. Yeah. I can do this. I, you're in a tight spot. Mm -hmm. And so you're thinking, okay, in your mind, I can do this. I can make it work. I can do this. I right. can make it work. I can figure out how to make this work. And you just don't want to put your, your customer in that kind of position. Yeah. And so I think this is a big disconnect that I feel like you and I see. I've certainly seen it a ton in my career. And the reason I, I really harp on this is because we, we see collectors struggling to get payments in the bank from a customer who's really just, you know, and, and of course, fuel prices up and all these kind mm -hmm. of things. And so it's tough for them to manage this high payment. Again, the customer will accept the payment because and especially if I'm a good salesperson closer, I can put the contract in front of them and they'll, they'll agree to sign the contract. So, you know, most of the experts out there, the, the Brent Carmichael's of the world and all these folks who, you know, have been in this space a long time, they lean heavily on ability. Does the customer have the ability really? to pay? And that's a very different thing. Um, yeah. It's kind of like this PTI thing that everybody talks uh -huh. about, which that's payment to income ratio. So, so typically People look at that on a net income, really, you know, whichever way you look at it, we're, we're used to looking at net, but you say, okay, this customer, we'd like to keep this customer's payment in a certain range of, um, you know, percentage of their income. Well, that goes back to ability. And it also ties to what I would do later as we move into the collection side of this deeper is that in order for me to have success in collecting, I, I need to start from a place of knowing that the the payment is really something a customer can manage. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cause now, I mean, how awful would it be as a collector? It's like, oh my gosh, they just approved something that's $600 a month. And yeah. And uh, the customer's income is not going to support yeah, that. And good yeah. news, we sold a car, but doggone it, I'm going to be, you it's know, gonna struggling be, to, it's yeah, going to be a struggle all the like, way through. So um, blood out of a turnip. It's yeah, going to be hard. It's going to be a, yeah. so it's like whatever the numbers are, it's uh -huh. like we, we want to, Make sure the customer has the ability to manage whatever that payment is that we choose. Mm -hmm. So again, looking relative to income, and obviously we get into this thing about verifying income, but the, the key point is whatever that income ratio needs to look like, I need to be, as a collector, I need to know that the customer can, in fact, afford the payment that we've chosen, that we've mm -hmm. agreed to, because mm -hmm. my job is to hold them accountable to the terms of this contract and I can do that differently when I know in, that this does fit within, it was agreed. We, we agreed, we established this again, part of the reason mm -hmm. the collection team can be involved in these decisions because we agreed at the time, this is a payment that you can manage. We talked about it because it is on the upper range of what we're comfortable with. So we talked about it, we made sure, and now I can enforce that more consistently, mm -hmm. right? So I need, 
I need to be able to do that as a collector is I need to be in that position. Whereas if the customer is, it's a stretch, then it puts me in a difficult place. I know I'm fighting against something. that's just, mm-hmm. it's just math. I mean, mm-hmm. the, you know, every customer we have out there has got a cell phone bill. They got a grocery bill. You know, they got to get back and forth to work yeah. got fuel. I mean, the reality is we're fighting a fight that is, is just a struggle. And, Can we talk just a second about that? Um, and I know that, that there's been in the past a, it's, it's like, this is the sweet spot for most buy here, pay here, um, customers mm-hmm. it's, it's typically around a $400, um, for, and we're kind of seeing it creep up a little bit to about a four fifty or something like that a month payment. That's with our clients. I would yeah. say across the industry, that number might vary, okay. but yeah, with our clients, we're, we're typically seeing their payments run in the four. And that's, and that's range. fitting within what kind of PTI. Right. That's typically going to be, now I don't see the income side of, we're seeing mm-hmm. the performance report. So we're only seeing the DMS. Mm-hmm. So we often, we don't see the, the, income of mm-hmm. that customer. But with most of the clients we work with, that's going to be up to about 25% of net income. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's, that's, you know, we, we like to see it closer to 20. And cer- certainly we see customers get approved with, you know, um, ratios lower than that. But, you know, that's kind of been the strategy throughout my career. And I think our, our friends, the, the good folks at NEO, mm-hmm. their data really recommends, you know, a PTI of 25% or mm-hmm. less. Uh, there can be circumstances where that it can make sense to go a little higher, but. So it's uh, where I'm going with that though, is that um, typically the, what we've seen with our customers is that most buy here, pay here customers can, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that's a sweet spot for a lot of them. So, it's that goes back to the buying mm-hmm. again of the car is like, are you buying a car that can last if you have extend the term? To, yeah. So that's yeah. the other piece we kind of glazed over is I think that when we talk about enabling the customers for success, I'm really mm-hmm. saying we're going to obviously negotiate for as much down payment as we can get, whatever's manageable for the customer without putting them behind on the rent that's due in a week or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're going to get as much down payment as we can get. And that, cause that obviously reduces our cash exposure, regardless mm-hmm. of what it says about the performance of the loan. It, we know it's going to help reduce our cash exposure and help us buy more cars, replace inventory. So there's that. And then we're going to, um, and it represents commitment from the customer. Right. And now, um, we're going to negotiate the payment. So yeah. now we, now we have positioned the customer to be successful. And one last quick thing is I, I think we ought to talk more about PTVI. And I just, I just thought of that just now. It's like, it's, it's payment to verifiable income yeah. because the customer just claims an income. You know, that doesn't, <laughs> that, that's one of the things success. that I really appreciate with, uh, when I get into some of our customers, Neo accounts uh-huh. and it's like, Oh, the, the income just shifted. Oh, and as they're going through and verifying things, uh-huh, it's like, right. okay, so the income just shifted. This is going to shift what they can really mm-hmm. afford. Da, da, da. Yeah. And it's kind of fun to watch these things happen in real time. Um, well, that's, yeah. that shows that people are verifying, right? Yes. They're actually going through yeah. a step and verifying and there's some automated, you know, some ways to connect to bank accounts and this and that, but you get the mm-hmm. point. It's like, we're, yeah. we're now we're at a place where the customer's payment is set in a way that is manageable. And now we can move toward closing the loan in a way that's more consistent, firm, you know. And I, I have a question um, and, and I don't know if you feel like this actually fits into the setting the customer up for success with collections is one of the things that we we talk to our clients about is having the customer do an independent um, mechanics check. Does that does that 
play into that a little bit about like this is yours. It does. And so the psych like changing the psychology. We know they can afford it. Mm-hmm. Um and we've, you know, the the w- what we've encouraged uh our clients to do is to there's a form that we use and stuff and it's like, okay, so while we're getting all of these things done and and verifying all of these things, we want you to take the car to an independent mechanic and have mm-hmm. them check it. That's a new concept for a lot of people who might be mm-hmm. listening today. So that's something that that's, that's, some are going to say that's very old school. Um, those of us who are old with the gray <laughs> hair have been around this business for uh-huh. 20 plus years. I, I say what some people call old school, I would call fundamental. Yeah. And so I think it's something that we, we can, and, and we, yeah. we would benefit from making the time. Well, and to I, I see two things that happen with that. One is, is it's buying your underwriting and, you know, verification team a little bit of time Mm -hmm. and two it's giving the customer time in the car where they're having someone outside of the dealership so it's like this is going to be a good vehicle for me and my family and it's not just the 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 dealer that's saying this is a car that's gonna you know Mm -hmm. uh we we actually encourage people to never say this is a good car Mm -hmm. or just say this this is um, a vehicle, you make the choice. Um, we've we've inspected this and right. and all of that, but then they have an outside person take a look at it, and then it ch- kind of changes their level of ownership. So that's the third thing. I think you talked about time. It gives it gives them a little time, and that's where I was kind of the third thing in that is that it it does create some level of mental ownership. Mm-hmm. It 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 has them know that they're responsible. And sometimes, look, there can be a warranty, not you know, or not. Uh, we really still want the customer to accept ownership because mm-hmm. having a warranty just means the car is going to get repaired under the, you know, the, yeah. uh, you know, parameters, but it doesn't mean the car is not going to break down. Yeah. Well, but it, I mean, can imagine it as a, as a collector, the way the conversation shifts from you guys sold me a bad car sure. or whatever to you had it inspected. Right. And so how can we help you get this, you know, is there something we can do to help you get this fixed? But, you know, you had it inspected. Right. And so um, we not knowingly gave you a car that was not. And then we also asked you to look right. and, and have this inspected. So what can we do? How can we help? Yeah. So this is all part of we we really strongly encourage that <laughs> mechanical inspection can i can i say that um one of the things that jim has had to try to teach me and um uh train me to not say is well you really need to do this or you have to do this he's like uh-uh we strongly advise and if it's one of those things that it's like oh danger will robinson it's we strongly strongly mm-hmm. maybe even strongly mm-hmm. advise yeah. that you do this yeah. so yeah and so I when you say a, strongly advise yeah. it's like yeah and I grew up in cattle country. I have a cattle prod in my suitcase or my, <laughs> if we need to go there. No, it's like, it's, it's like, um, we, this is something that we highly recommend just because it's uh-huh. got to, it has lasting impact. So, mm-hmm. so as I always say in training, like having the customer take the car and get it independently checked out does not keep the car from breaking down. They might go through that process and the car might still break down in two weeks. What it changes is the dynamic of that relationship. And I think this is true even when there's a warranty, because again, when Mm -hmm. there's a warranty, that doesn't keep the car from breaking down. Mm -hmm. Customer's still frustrated. Yes, the repairs are going to be covered, but I'm two weeks in with this car. It's given me problems. It's left me stranded. I'm frustrated. I want out of this car. So it's like, you know, yes, 
those things you just mentioned are true. And that's very frustrating, Mr. Customer or Mrs. <laughs> Customer. The reality is I don't even typically have to say it. If I'm on the collection side of that or the general manager side of that conversation, I can, I, without even saying it, I, the customer's aware that they took it and had it independently checked out, which what, if we think about what that really means, it means that the customer knows that I didn't knowingly, exactly. that's a big difference. Exactly. I didn't knowingly send that's them home that in that car. That's psychological thing. Right, right. Yeah. So it's like, it changes the dynamic and it increases our ability to resolve that problem. So that's the part that I would say is, is really vital. Okay. And so now we are enabling the customer to be successful. We are enabling the collectors to be successful. Mm -hmm. And so obviously there's underwriting and the whole approval process, right? So, I mean, this, these, uh, we're, we're, all we're going to really be talking on today are all of the things that happen prior to that mm -hmm. deal being booked. Right, right. And so this, this is like, I think that, that you put number one, mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. And so we'll, we'll have other ones that we're going to talk about collections, but these are all of the things that are prior mm -hmm. to the deal actually getting booked. Mm -hmm. And so let me just kind of go down the list. Mm -hmm. And so we'll just, uh, you know, first, first one is, is, um, making sure that you're buying vehicles that will, mm -hmm. um, will, potentially last sure. for the term of the loan. Second is that evaluation piece. And, mm -hmm. and one of the things that you strongly advised, mm -hmm. strongly advised, uh, that got, yeah, um, is that each car get driven to where it's nice and warm. Mm -hmm. And so from there, you're going to be able to determine a lot more about the car once mm -hmm. it's nice and warm. And so, you know, finding a porter, whatever it is, but give taking, it a chance to overheat. Give if it, it's give it overheat. the chance to overheat if it's, yeah, if it's going to overheat. And then, um, so the car is on the lot. So we've got like, you know, good buying practices, mm -hmm. evaluation, making sure that, you know, we've done all of, all of the things mm -hmm. The the car is on the lot that you're in the sales process now is you are, um, you are, uh, making sure that they, they fit your parameters mm -hmm. and, and that we're not trying to get them into a vehicle that is outside of what they can handle that mm -hmm. they can, you know, with, with some comfort mm -hmm. handle this vehicle, um, uh, the payment and all of that, that underwriting or the approval process, it's, it's really, we strongly advise, this is another strongly advise that under or that collections be part of underwriting. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's, a, it's an important recommendation, uh -huh. I think. And, and, mm -hmm. you know, there's sometimes a little maneuvering that has yeah. to be done to get people in position to do that. And you'll say, well, my collection team too busy to be involved in underwriting. And I think, well, I follow that, but I also think that mm -hmm. that's an investment yeah. that can make sense in, the, yeah. in terms of the ownership of mm -hmm. and attitude of the entire collections team when they feel like they've got they, they've a had voice at some, the table. Yeah, exactly. Right? And that's when when we've done some consulting, and then there's there's uh, uh there's like a, a level of conflict. It's mm -hmm. like in a family, so and so's mm -hmm. get whatever that there's a level of conflict. This is one way of really helping bridge sales and collections. Yeah. And then the final thing on there was to we strongly advise that you um that you think about starting up the practice of doing an independent mechanical evaluation. Yeah. And there's one more that kind of ties into the next step. So we'll cover that in more depth um, soon. And by the way, some of you say, well, what are the nineties? Give us the whole, you're going to have to subscribe yeah. to the YouTube channel. You've got to subscribe to the YouTube channel to get all these. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll be sharing those in the weeks to come. But I would say the other thing that happens now is that we start to shift over into the education piece, which is really happens at closing. 
is how we close the thing, how yeah. we hand off and, you know, the customer takes delivery and how we continue that education process to reinforce the things that we have taught in terms of expectations. Yeah. So like the closing is kind of like that little bridge between the pre-booking mm -hmm. and to where you book yeah. and to where it gets actually passed off to collections is that closing, the right. actual closing process. And I think that that might be worth actually having a little bit more of a conversation, an expanded conversation about, about that closing process and the education piece uh -huh. for the customer. I, I kind of put it in the, yeah. under the umbrella of education. I put, you know, expectations could be yeah. the 10th E, you yeah, know, like exactly. you could make E, but I'm just saying there it's in the context of education. It's like setting expectations. Yeah. And, uh, and so we'll talk about education, yeah. how to hand off to the collections department and make for a smooth and successful handoff to, to a long relationship with the collection department. So we'll get there, but I think it's really just, we're trying to go from a really foundational place. If we build all of our collection practices on these kind of foundational ideas, mm -hmm. then we're going to have more success. So, all right. So everyone, this is the pre-booking, basically um, all the things that we suggest that, uh, that you do to really help set your collectors up for success. And this is what hasn't even gotten in front of a collector, right. um, unless it's like the collection manager that's helping mm -hmm. with underwriting. Right. So, um, and then we'll, we'll be having more of these right. and we're going to be talking about collections. And it seems to be something that a lot of our clients are, you know, help, how can it, Give us little tips. Certainly. That might be able to help. So this is just the first part of that. Yep. Um, so we'll wrap up by just uh, reminding everybody, put on the calendar. We'd love to have you tune in on October 19th yep. at Tommy's Place. We'll be at uh, mm -hmm. Tommy Brandis dealership in uh, Quakertown, Pennsylvania. We'll be broadcasting live. We have uh, several topics already mapped out. We've got a number of dealers who have, uh, have expressed an interest in being there in person. And then, of course, we'll be bringing in folks live, um, you know, remotely as well. Yes. So it's going to be a fun yeah. day. And then um, just to let you know that Friday is uh, we've got Emily from pay near me. It's going to be pay near me uh -huh. is going to be joining us and talking about um, a survey. So that's this coming Friday mm -hmm. talking about some surveys that they've done about why people pay late, how they like to pay that kind of thing. And so Good. we're going to be having a conversation with her um, again, just to remind you that we are a no pitch zone. Mm -hmm. um, uh, We'll so, have the buttons ready. We'll have the if buttons Emily ready. Pitch, <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, we'll have the buttons ready. The moi, 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 <laughs> yeah. um, that kind of stuff. But uh, so tune in on Friday if you want to understand a little bit more about the psychology about how your customers want to pay based mm -hmm. on some some good research that was done by Pay Near Me. Right. Very good. All right. Well, we have enjoying the content. Yeah. Let us know. Speak up. Let us hear from you. All right. Um, have a great rest of your uh, Wednesday and we will see you on Friday.